Welcome once again to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for joining us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, happy holidays. Um, we're, I guess, between the two big ones. Almost New Year's. And we're fortunate to have joining us once again for a special edition, the Senior Director of Automotive at NVIDIA, Danny Shapiro. Thank you, Danny. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Very nice to have you, Danny. Well, you've had some news lately. Uh, this month, uh, Amazon-owned Zooks unveiled an electric autonomous vehicle designed to be used as a robo-taxi, and it's powered by NVIDIA. Congratulations on the continuing success, Danny. And describe for us what powered by NVIDIA, what that phrase means. I think, as you know, we've developed a whole platform for autonomous vehicles, really all levels from level two plus all the way to level five. And we have hundreds of companies that are using our technology. It's a combination of hardware and software that goes inside the vehicle, as well as the AI infrastructure that's required to develop, to train, uh, test and validate and deploy. And so Zooks is one of many of our partners. We've been working with them for many, many years. And they're using NVIDIA technology as, as the AI brain of their vehicles. So there's our GPUs in the data center and our GPUs and other technology that's in their vehicles. They have a beautiful design. They're really innovative. And we're really excited that they've finally been able to unveil uh, this breakthrough vehicle. And it's, it's interesting. They Zooks had actually been part of NVIDIA's accelerator program, I understand, for, for startups? Yeah, we have something called Inception. There's literally thousands of companies. It's not just autonomous vehicles, but it spans everything from healthcare to oil and gas to finance. We have a program that enables startup companies to really uh, radically advance the state of the art in terms of what they're doing from a technology perspective. It could be AI, could be other. But in this case, yeah, we, we work with many AV companies um, that are bootstrapping or even funded to advance the state of, of what they're developing and, and supply tools, resources, hardware, software um, to get them going. You know, I should pause for a second because to some listeners or, or viewers who maybe aren't, uh, haven't taken a deep dive into this kind of technology, they may be wondering, well, what's a company like NVIDIA doing in this space? Because they know you as, hey, I want, I want the NVIDIA's graphics card or You're a gamer. Or chips in, in, <laughs> in my game. So what, what's this all about? Well, a couple of things specifically to autonomous vehicles, but you have the GPU is a massive parallel processor. And that's really, you know, we still call it a GPU, came out of graphics, but many of the calculations that are now taking place have nothing to do with graphics. And the types of math, the parallel processing, the matrix math for graphics is an exact fit for artificial intelligence processing for handling the calculations for deep neural networks. And so we moved uh, into AI very early on and started developing all kinds of custom processors and tools, even though it's still called a GPU, it really is now an AI accelerator and a high performance computing processor as well, all in one. And our SOCs, the system on chip have GPU, they have image signal processing, they have deep learning accelerators. So there's many 
different processors on a single chip that we've designed for autonomous vehicles. So now there's basically a supercomputer in the car to handle all the sensor data, whether it's cameras, radar, LIDAR, and be able to do all the processing required to safely drive a vehicle. But we also um, play a large role in simulation. And we've talked about that before. So again, that's leveraging the graphics technology and the photorealism to be able to simulate the cameras, the radar, the LIDAR, and have inputs going into the AV processor to then test and validate everything. So we really play a valuable role throughout that entire pipeline. So from training the AI on NVIDIA to testing and validating through simulation on NVIDIA to running the whole software stack in the vehicle on NVIDIA, uh, we're end to end. And so that's the kinds of engagements we have with companies, whether it's a Zooks or other robo-taxi or passenger vehicles like Mercedes-Benz. And yeah. the progress really has been remarkable. I'll let Alan uh, yeah, dive yeah, into this. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the key with all these things is that you have an enormous amount of computing to do. And whenever you can take advantage of, 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 par of doing things in parallel rather than sequentially is enormously valuable. I mean, that's, that's what I guess fundamentally got you in graphics, gaming. And of course, this is, as you just mentioned, just an extension and in fact, a, a, a broader extension to it. Mm -hmm. And you are probably perfectly positioned to be able to, to provide the, the processors here for, for these kinds That's of things. That's right. I mean, there, there's a lot of companies that develop technology that go into vehicles today. And there are companies that are, are, are bigger than us in terms of their automotive volume. But the types of chips that are going to those cars are very different than what we're developing. We're bringing, like you said, a supercomputer into the vehicle. That's what's required for autonomous vehicles. And it needs to be future-proof. So it's not just developing what you can do today, but planning for the future. So we've talked a bunch this year um, with you guys, uh, with our announcement with Mercedes and others, um, with companies in China as well, like Xpeng, who are developing a software-defined vehicle. So like your phone, it's gonna get updates over time and more features, more capabilities will be available on vehicles of the future. So that day you buy the car is probably the worst it will ever be and it will get better and better over time versus a traditional car, which is the best it will ever be the day you buy it. Right, having this basis of, of parallel computing uh, available to you allows, allows the developers to improve the algorithms. That's and right. it's through the algorithmic improvements and, and the, the, let's say, um, um, creativity that goes in in the design of the computational entities, uh, its structure that goes into that is where the advancements can come. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I agree 100%. This is that. This is it, and it's it's a really fundamentally valuable position to be in because because the thing that can change easily is the software. The thing you can't change is the hardware. So That's if right. you now have a hardware structure that is that is really open to innovation on the software side, then it it gives you this future proof uh, proof some uh, situation that that you find yourself in, which is. Uh, Pretty valuable, although you know you you won't sell as many upgrades. So you know, in some sense, you know, some people are in business to make you know, sure they have. But, but, but you bring up a good point, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. there's a shift of the business model, and software becomes very valuable. And software is something that consumers are willing to pay for if they perceive value in it. So you look at 
an autopilot option in a vehicle, if every car or whatever we want to call it, you know, maybe yeah, autopilot yeah. is the right name, but I'll just use that because yeah, that's yeah, what's, what's out there. Generic. Yeah, we'll call it generic. Yeah, it, it has it has an eight to ten thousand dollar price tag on it today, and people are willing to pay that, whether they buy it at the time of purchase of the car, they may decide a year or two later to pay that, or they may um, pay it on a monthly basis. So while the hardware upgrades, as you mentioned, aren't there, there's an ongoing revenue stream potential for the car makers and their partners based on a more of a subscription model. So you now you take the installed base times the value of that software, and that becomes a much larger slice of revenue um, than the hardware itself. Yeah, cases. well, that's really valuable from the OEM side because that provides them without having to go out there and replace pieces of hardware just to over there update or and and really improve it. And and uh, as we know, a lot of companies have done very well with us switching to a subscription model uh, as opposed to a sell and then then go chase after people to try to build in obsolescence and go that again uh, get them to buy a new one uh, so this is a, this is a you know fundamentally a good uh, business model for for you to be in it's interesting i think uh, alan even uh, tesla is toying with the idea of going to a subscription model with its uh, with its uh, self-driving capabilities. Sure. I mean, uh, of course. I mean, because again, the, the subscription model allows you to basically get a get a continuing fee from a from someone. And what do you provide them? You provide them continuing content. I mean, it's almost like a cable system, or what you pay Verizon or or whatever. You say, hey, okay, you know, I'm I'm subscribing, and you send me content. Well, here the content that's being provided is is new software that does more for you better okay and if 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 they can deliver on that piece and of course folks will, will sign up for that one and the, the way to make that is, is so that the the system in which it operates on is really powerful in the first place that then can can actually use and exploit uh, the innovations in the software to deliver more value to the customer. I mean, it's fundamentally good business model. Danny, we started off talking about uh, Zooks and, and the robo-taxis. Give us a, the overall vision at NVIDIA for, for this robo-taxi business. You, Zooks is just one of your partners here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we basically uh, work with virtually every AV company that's in that robo-taxi space. And there's all different shapes and sizes. There's some that are designed for passengers. Essentially, some are now uh, going to focus on delivery of, of goods. But the reality is when we start talking about removing the driver, that is a totally different level of performance required inside the vehicle and redundancy and backup from having a human safety driver. And the difference between a safe vehicle and an unsafe vehicle really boils down to computing horsepower. Um, obviously, there's a lot of software involved, but you need to be able to process all the different types of sensor data, uh, redundant and diverse sensors, redundant and diverse algorithms and processor types um, to ensure that you're going to safely pilot that vehicle. Uh, and so that's why the industry has essentially turned to NVIDIA. We, we deliver that uh, very high performance, very energy efficient solution. It's not just smart camera chips, 
um, added to a car, but truly uh, an AV designed supercomputer uh, that's in the vehicle. And then our software stack is open. I think that's another unique aspect for NVIDIA in that um, we provide libraries, we provide tools, we provide algorithms and a full software stack that others can leverage. Um, so they can build their own algorithms, they can build their own apps, but they have all the building blocks to accelerate that development and they can customize it. And so having a, an open system uh, from NVIDIA is that foundation for them to build upon. And so that's why Zoox and so many others and around the world in Europe and China and Japan uh, are all developing on NVIDIA. That's really very important what you point out, the, the difference between the, the, the driverless piece and the, the one in which uh, basically you have an attendant or a driver on board ready to take over. Uh, in the driverless piece, uh, in the robo-taxi, autonomous taxi piece of it, you have no backup. This has to work, and it has to work every 30th of a second, 20th of a second continuously. It can't, it can't afford blue screens and so on. And it has to anticipate, it, it, or probably failure modes, but you have to be able to anticipate them and have, have basically ways to, to, to uh, uh, safely um, uh, stop and, and, and mm -hmm. sa safely degrade. And that just requires computer horsepower. And, and that's really what you're providing. And it's really fundamental to making it work. You know, it's what's interesting. And so we work with companies like Aurora, with Uber. You know, they just announced um, a merger, acquisition, whatever the, the terminology is. I'm not sure all the financial details. But the fact that they're both building on NVIDIA, it's they have this common framework that is going to really make it a lot easier for them to move forward and merge a lot of their effort as opposed to if they were totally different systems. And so again, I think that potentially could have factored in um, as they were talking to each other that they have a, a common core. They're, they're using CUDA, um, they're using a lot of uh, frameworks and things that we provide and developing and building their own algorithms on top of that. Terrific. We'll be back with more, but first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website there, check out the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Lots of great information there to help you make informed decisions. You may already know that ETFs can be a smart way to spread your risk with investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The site, once again, is MOTOETF.com. Danny, besides Zooks, NVIDIA also made some news earlier this month with a, a Swedish startup, Einride, if I'm saying that correct, uh, which makes autonomous trucks, uh, and they've announced uh, their next generation vehicle. Again, that's another partnership for you. Yeah, we've been working with Einride for, for many years. Um, they exhibited a, a really incredibly looking vehicle. Um, basically it's cabless, uh, a large scale, I mean, it's kind of on the order of size of a dump truck and, uh, or a garbage truck. It's that kind of um, size and, and height. Um, and it's, it's for cargo. And so they have different variants they're developing, some for shipping, some for logging. Um, it truly is a, an autonomous vehicle. 
um, for you know, short haul and long haul types of, of operations. And uh, again, we work with them. Um, they're developing their own app, um, building on our hardware and software layers. Um, but it's a totally different segment. The end goal, of course, is to have a safe vehicle that can operate 24 seven. It's an all electric vehicle as well. And, um, and we're really excited for, for their designs and, and their plans of a variety of different vehicle types over the next several years. Yeah, supposedly it's they're gonna have something on the road in 2023. From yeah, it, it's interesting the designs that, that one has the opportunity to, uh, to uh, uh, really look at uh, once you remove the, the driver, a human from driving, once you remove the windshield, once you remove the, the driver's perspective view, uh, what you can do with the with the front of the vehicle, how you can distribute the the seating space for passengers and and riders uh, behind mm -hmm. there. I think you know Zooks has been working on this uh, for some times. Others have, uh, and and so on. So so really, that you know the 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 way these be these on the road vehicles have looked, uh, they've been designed. The constraint was a, a an attendant or driver there access to controls, make sure that person survives a crash head on. Uh, and uh, well, the passengers are in some sense an afterthought or the cargo is, is secondary. Now, you don't have that, that, that initial requirement in the design is not there. Uh, where you put the computers and so on, uh, you make them small enough, it's easy to stack them someplace. No, no so, so your airbags, protect the computer <laughs> yeah, airbags protect the computer but how big is the airbag you know i mean uh, uh one has to worry about heat dissipation you do use a little bit of energy every once in a while so whatever but uh, yeah go ahead well i think the um you look at uh, another recent announcement from canoe and another startup that are developing um, truly autonomous vehicles and it's the more the concept like of a skateboard now where you have the base the framework to put different types of vehicles on top. So the whole autonomous, the whole drivetrain, the battery pack, everything is the same, whether you're moving goods or you're moving people and you just have different form factors that sit on top of that skateboard. Well, 2020 is uh, nearly behind us, Danny. <clears throat> Good riddance, I guess a lot of people would say, but how, how challenging has the pandemic made it for NVIDIA? In some ways, I guess there, there are some advantages to having people who can code from anywhere. For sure. I think a, a lot of tech companies have, have really just accelerated that transition to allowing people to work remote. And NVIDIA is one of those. We uh, have the vast majority of our workforce working from home and uh, software development and even hardware development uh, is going on. We have people that uh, come in and follow COVID protocols when they're in the lab uh, testing or bringing up new chips and, and things like that. Uh, our autonomous vehicle fleet um, operates with a single driver as opposed to uh, the traditional co-pilot where the co-pilot now is remote and we have technology that lets them monitor all the streams from the sensors and the driver and the environment uh, remotely. And so we're still able to conduct drives with two safety drivers, just only one in the vehicle in some cases, in other cases, now we've installed plastic, so uh, shields. So there's somebody in the front 
there can be somebody in the back as the safety engineer as well. So we've been able to continue um, operating and testing our fleets. And the, the work from home has actually um, worked well, right? I think everyone around the world has, has modified, just like we're doing these kinds of, of Zoom calls um, to collaboration and, and working remotely. Um, you know, it, it's been pretty seamless uh, at NVIDIA. Um, on the non-AV side, the gaming industry has gone gone wild, right? Everyone's home playing video games. And so everybody's uh, in their parents' basement playing video games, right? <laughs> so so the types of technologies that NVIDIA develops, whether it's for AV, I think there's a long, it's obviously a long horizon for for transportation, but we will see shifts from from the pandemic um, over time. Uh, different car buying behavior. People are doing things remotely. We have a lot of technology that's going into uh, developing you know, 3D and virtual reality car configurators and car buying experiences. So NVIDIA touches so many different industries. Um, and so the work from home side is something that NVIDIA powers, the cloud NVIDIA powers, uh, and autonomous vehicles and gaming. Uh, healthcare has been another big sector where we've been uh, heavily involved in using AI and other drug discovery technologies to, to help with not just COVID, but all types of, of illnesses and industries. Um, so the, the computing boom has really been large this year. And you can even make Zoom calls better <laughs> with, with your graphics code yeah, that's uh, true. and software. So if you take a look at, at 2020, do you think as, as in this whole industry, the AV industry, has there been much of an impact at all? Has it slowed things down um, at all? You know, I'd, I don't think it's slowed down. I think at the beginning of the year, we all talked about consolidation and, and we've seen that, right? There's been a number of, of smaller companies, startup companies that are very innovative, um, become part of, of bigger companies, right? Part of the whole cycle, there've been a lot of, of investment in AV companies. And I think we've all always said they can't all survive. And so we've seen uh, a few go under, smaller ones. Um, many thrive and, and many uh, consolidate as well. And I think that that'll continue a little bit more. Some of the on the road testing uh, or, or, or services, they were they were paused for a little bit, but I guess not for too long. Yeah, I, I think so. We were, we were um, one of those companies that um, we needed to change how, how we did things. And so we, we adhered to all the guidelines from CDC and, and local regulations. Uh, and then came up with a solution and then we're, we were back on the road. We've talked about simulation. Again, that's a big, big part of this. And so having those tools in place allows us to, to run simulations uh, and basically test uh, millions of miles that way in the cloud, uh, which of course is, is much safer than having a, a vehicle on the road. And so it's a continuous cycle, the development and deployment, and we're constantly uh, testing in the cloud before we put the vehicle software on the road. I think in the end, uh, you know, we may look back on COVID as being a little bit of a silver lining on, on this industry because it, it has really, uh, in some sense, forced everyone to go back and, and uh, make sure that their stuff really works. Mm -hmm. and um, and uh, real and that's done and really improve their simulation and their uh, and their the work the work that they can do um, uh, that way. And uh, those tools, the improvement in those tools are going to bear much better fruit in the future 
than any uh, in-vehicle testing would have uh, borne had it occurred uh, during the uh, this past year. Uh, now, yeah. to prove that is uh, is pretty tough. Uh, that's certainly a speculation on my part, but but I but I think in the end. Uh, this is probably good. It, it maybe kept us from a, a major stumble that would have set us back, who knows what, and um, gotten us uh, basically uh, dot our I's and cross our T's a little bit better. Uh, because in a sense, that's all we could do. But in a sense, thank you for, for forcing us to do that. So I, I don't know. That's that's the way. That's the way I sort of look at it. But but what about 2021? What are we what, what are we looking forward to besides uh, a vaccine? Uh, my arm is ready, folks. Uh, where the hell are you? Um, I, I think we're all looking forward to that. I think that you know once you have have the vaccine, then I think it's going to open up a, a lot of things. We're going to go nuts. Start. We're going to have about two months of this party. I don't know. Not, not, never mind. I don't. Go but, ahead. Um, no, I, I, for for the AV um, world, it's still it, it's a long term game, and I think the long term um, game. It is a yeah. long term game with with a potential enormous social societal benefit and let's let's that's what it is so go ahead. right so so we're you know we we continue to to move forward as as fast as we can and obviously as safe as we can uh you know we have many different partners that you know in, in beginning of january you'll see new vehicles coming out again powered by nvidia as, as we've discussed and uh and it's happening all over the world so um new vehicles in china in Japan, in Germany, and in the U.S., and uh, we're we're really very excited about that. Um, more more pilot programs. Um, you'll see. Again, we're we're not standing still. We're not done with the compute that goes in the car. The the more software that's developed, the more compute it needs. So we'll have things that we've already announced. We'll start to bring out to market as well. So. There's announcements we made last year at GTC, and you'll see then the tangible results of all that work from home uh, coming out into the marketplace. What are some of the, the biggest hurdles or, or obstacles that you see in the, in, in the way in the coming months? Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any big barrier that, that's sitting there. It's like we said, is it's the long-term progression. It's the continual development, um, and so it's it's the incremental steps. It's this continuous development, continuous uh, improvement um, that is the phase we're in right now. So, uh, perfecting the algorithms and ongoing training. Um, there's new sensors that are are being developed. You have uh, more and more lidar. So we're working with many lidar companies. Um, to really make that affordable to put into the vehicle because it is a really valuable uh, aspect of, of the vehicle sensor suite. And that goes beyond self-driving, obviously. That goes into... Well, sure. All of this is along the, the spectrum of automated and autonomous vehicles, if, if that's what you mean. So we have customers that are still doing human-driven vehicles with very advanced safety systems. And that is a way to get the technology um, to market faster. Um, when there's a human driver, there aren't the same um, 
types of regulations for a vehicle with no driver, which really have not even been established yet. There are some companies that are now authorized to test in California without a person in the vehicle, um, which is great progress. And I think we'll see more of that, but also across the spectrum from level two plus all the way through fully autonomous, uh, great advancement happening throughout the year. Yeah, I, I see the driver assist may finally be break, breaking out and that, and that uh, uh, people other than Tesla are promoting uh, those kinds of, of technologies and, and salesmen in the, in the showrooms are actually uh, trying to sell it and, and are being properly compensated uh, mm -hmm. if they sell it and are properly uh, uh, informing the customers about the, the benefits and people are, are, are buying, beginning to, to buy. And, and in a sense, uh, that's, the, that's the big opportunity for acceleration of this technology in the, in the short run is to, is to get the, the value, uh, the, the collision avoidance uh, values of this technology uh, to people who are buying new cars. Uh, and, and it seems as if, at least in just my looking at the industry and, and they are instead of uh, uh, showing it at CES or some developmental process, actually uh, really going in there and wanting to sell it uh, in the showrooms and even advertising it on TV. I mean, as opposed to being able to do donuts in the snow and your <laughs> or whatever that, you know, silliness. Well, you, raise, you raise an interesting point and I think there could be um, because of COVID, a shift with how people buy cars and less visits to the showroom, uh, more individual experiences from home. Bringing simulation into this, maybe you can experience from home what it's like to be in an autonomous car. What is the user interface? What is the experience outside the car and inside the car? You can try out different features in a simulated environment. So there's a lot I think that will happen in terms of education, and letting people try before you buy without actually having to be in the showroom. In the end, that's a real value to, to the dealerships because you know salesmen, salesmen are you know they they want to they want to sell cars. They just want this one, next one, next one, next one. Doing all the education, all the, this, and so on. Uh, they'd rather have you come in and say, "Hey, I know what I want to buy," or have really very good tools for the customer to to learn on their own. And, 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 and that's exactly what you just uh, spoke about. That, that right. opportunity will, will lead to, to a, a, a bigger uh, buy uh, by the customers of this technology. And I think once you've actually bought the car, the add-on options like we were talking about, why not be able to, again, experience those? So maybe inside the vehicle, you can activate it for a limited period of time, but also some of these things could be could be done remotely. Yeah. Interesting. Alan, here near the end of uh, 2020, a Reuters report about uh, Apple's plans to have a self-driving car on the road in speculation, the not too distant future, generated a lot of excitement, a lot of headlines. Do you think there's much of a chance that Apple's gonna step in the way they did with music players years ago and all of a sudden be the, the elephant in the room? Yeah. 
they they could very well be. I mean, I I think that you know the the two big entities that, that are out there that the, that don't need to be telling us anything can be doing it on their own. They don't need to to, to publicize it. Or or Amazon and and Apple, and of course you know Apple needs something that 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 is big that they sell beyond the iPhone. I guess I don't know. I mean, they still want to and so on. They just don't want to replace iPhones uh, or iWatches or whatever. And uh, why not? So that, and they could very easily be doing all this all internally and, and not uh, putting out the press releases and so on, because, uh, you know, there's, there's really no little value to them of putting that on. And, and the same thing for Amazon. I mean, I, as I keep saying with respect to Amazon, you know, uh, at least for me, as a customer of Amazon, what's what's important about Amazon? I know they have AWS and so on, where we use them. But you know, it's free shipping. You know, free shipping. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, but free shipping isn't free to them. Well, yeah, I, I do pay something once a year. I even forgot about that, but I still think it's free shipping. You know. Uh, but it's it's a big chunk of their balance sheet, and if they somehow, with this driverless technology, are able to get stuff to my front door, you know, and maybe it's maybe it's between midnight and, and six a.m. or something like that when nobody's using the roads. I mean, it's 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 almost easy to do it then. And, and, and I guess one of the good things about COVID, I mean, it used to be, oh, Amazon has to deliver to me in two hours. No more. I'm happy to get it in, in, in two days or something like that. <laughs> given, this is this holiday <laughs> season. You just want it this week if you can. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, only macro. I mean, you can get it to me overnight. My goodness. Because uh, I like getting lots of things now. And and you take that and you you shrink that piece of their balance sheet to something smaller. That means all that goes to the bottom line. Whoa! And who, and who knows? As uh, we Whoa. might point out, with the Zooks uh, acquisition, Nvidia may have a big role to play here. <laughs> I, I I just <laughs> you have to have a big smile on your face, Danny. I mean, the, it's it's sitting there waiting. And I, certain, they have to be working on that. And they, they don't need to tell anybody. They're running a business. This is something to really streamline a, a fundamental operational piece of their business. Just can't wait for them to come on and say, hey, yo, here it is. Zoots Rivian together, but but boom, who knows? Whatever. It'll be, it'll. It's interesting to think about what we may be talking about a year from now. Whatever progress there is, and and how many vehicles will be on the road that are truly driverless, transporting people and goods. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, hey, at least we have a few in Phoenix actually doing it for real. Not gonna do it. Okay. So it's at least, and we hear nothing about it. That's beautiful because it's, I guess, working, just moving people, just moving, you know, just moving goods. If you just move people, just move goods for their normal things, 
You won't hear about that. Do that. Do it, do it well. Won't hear about it. Wonderful. The silence is deafening. It's, it's okay. true. Like we, we work closely with Too Simple, and they've been running trucks hauling U.S. mail and, and UPS packages for months and months and months. And yeah. right, it was there was the press release at the beginning, but there hasn't been any word about it since. Which you're right is a good thing. Is a good thing because because unfortunately, you know, <laughs> a baboon would would really make the news, and we don't want any baboons yet. We 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 want to get started. And we are at the very, 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 very beginning of this. Very beginning. And if it, it's, it's, it's going to become more than a niche. And if it's more than a niche, it means it's more than 1%, more than 10%. 10% of, of this market is like, whew. And that's that's the focus, too, of the, of the Smart Driving Car Summit, the Princeton Summit, which is underway and really gets underway uh, about a week from now. I get really underway uh, on a week from Thursday. So, we'll, you know, do it once a week. Um, we're still evolving some of the sessions and so on and 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 want to get some feedback as as we get started in the in the beginning we really want to look at how do we get the market started. You know, how do we get the market started? And later we'll deal with the, with the technology improvements. We've we've made it. An, how do you how do you get people to really buy, love, cherish, respect, protect? Because you know if if you look at the at the at the automobile industry, people love. They buy. They protect. They respect. Most of the time, every once in a while, they misbehave, and then you know the wheels fall off. Um, but but really, essentially, most of the time, it's it's a product that is that is cherished. People go in the hawk to to get some. You know, they they stretch, they work extra hard, they they compete with their neighbors. You know, that's a that's a business. That's a real business. Okay, and, and I think this technology has the opportunity to be a real business, and um, and we're at the beginning. So how do you how do you make it so people love it, respect it? Don't play games with it, trick it, you know, whatever. Um, so the sessions will continue through mid-April, Thursdays at noon Eastern, and they'll all be live, which is a pretty interesting concept. Yeah, well, we're trying to do live. <laughs> we're trying to do live. It is uh, people have other things to do. They can go in their basement and play Nvidia games. You know, <laughs> we have hell of a con. That's 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 tough to compete with. You know, uh, so um, uh, but um, yeah, that's what we're doing. And they will be available for streaming later. More information. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, people they, can go to smartdrivingcar.com to get the latest info on. We're, trying, on what's we're getting... trying to put out information, and we're also trying to discuss and 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 have have the. Uh, have the audience contribute because a lot of these issues we, we don't we don't know what the what the answer is or what the right answer is. It's it's still an open thing. Again, we're at the very beginning. We have the opportunity to do it right. That's a great opportunity, as opposed to going back and fixing something that's already there. That 
Danny, any any thoughts uh, before we let you go? First of all, I want you to uh, tell folks where they can read your great blog posts uh, from yeah. from NVIDIA. And also, you might want to share with us your thoughts about being personally able to play such a key role in 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 the formative stages here of, of technology that can really change the world and ain't just a game. <laughs> right, no, it's, it's been so exciting um, being part of this from the very start and working with so many different companies, so many brilliant people uh, to bring this to market, whether it is for people, for goods, um, but being able to focus on, on safety and truly is saving lives is, is what it's all about. So um, that's something that I think is just really uh, personally gratifying. And like Alan said, we're just at the beginning. So there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. Uh, and it's just great to see the progress. Um, we, we put out um, regular blogs on a variety of different topics. And that's just simply at blogs.nvidia.com. So there's a whole uh, autonomous vehicle section, but there's a spectrum of things uh, covering everything from gaming to, to AI to healthcare. Um, so it's, it's a great site. Well, thank you, Danny, for spending the time with us today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure and happy new year. Best uh, for 2021 and hope to see you live someday soon. <laughs> someday uh, soon. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and we also want to thank our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More information can be found at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com. Find information about the summit there too. Also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Amazon Music these days. You can ask your smart speaker to play us as well. And you can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Please stay safe and have a wonderful year ahead. And happy new year to everybody. Happy New Year.